Okay, C.S. Joseph, csjoseph.life, doing another episode in our series, E versus I types. How do the extroverted types compare to their introverted types? This is a user requested season or series uh, here on the YouTube channel and the podcast. And today we're going to be comparing the ENTJ to the INTJ. A lot of people have a hard time uh, typing themselves. Uh, and especially since you know the MBTI test you find on the internet, the number one most common result that people get is INTJs, as if they're like testing for INTJs, etc. And that could be a problem. Wow, allergies are really bad today. Maybe I should keep the door closed instead of keeping it open and just letting all the pollen inside, so I can actually pay attention on you know filming and recording these instead of uh, messing with my twitchy nose. Anyway, with that in mind, the ENTJ versus the INTJ. User requested, so we're going to do a deep dive into both types and see how they are different and see how they are similar as well. So, the ENTJ, direct, initiating, and control. Uh, they are also an intellectual, which means they are an intuitive thinker, which means they are a future thinker, always focused on the what if from a logical or rational standpoint. To say that they are rational, okay, that's fine for ENTJs and INTJs, but not fine for INTPs or ENTPs. This is why I 100% reject Kiersey's ideas on the temperaments and his label of calling the NTs the rationals because I'm sorry, they're not rational. Half of them are, the other half are not. So that's why I use the word intellectual instead. Well, what if I'm an INFJ and I'm super intelligent and, that, and I'm an intellectual too? No, that just means you're an academic who's an idealist. It does not necessarily mean intellectual. I'm talking about the definition of intellectual from a human nature standpoint, which is intuitive thinker. It's not intuitive feeler. You know what I mean? That's the difference. And these two are intuitive thinkers, yet they're also rational. So here we go. Direct initiating control, direct responding movement. This is the chart, the course type, the see it through type. That is the INTJ. They are so focused on uh, getting something finished. They're like a laser beam sniper rifle to get to where they want. ENTJs are super similar, but INTJs really go the full sniper rifle mode, quite frankly. So, uh, TE Hero, they are so insanely national, uh, rational. They are all about what other people think. Now, what does rationale look like? Rationale, if you imagine someone's mind, you have 10 tables in this mind, and you're sitting at all these tables simultaneously and you have 10 lines of 10 thoughts at each table and they're all going true, false, true, false, true, false. Some of them are true, some of them are false. Majority rules, that is the decision that is made for rational thinkers. A logical thinker is someone who has one table with a 100 thoughts and one single line going rapid speed, true, false, 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 through all of the lines. And each individual thought has its own truth and its own false attached to it. Instead of making a more general judgment, uh, using like statistical thinking, for example, to say, okay, majority rules because X amount say true, X amount says false, that's how I'm going to arrive to my conclusion. That's the difference between rationale and logic, for example. Logic being if this, then this. Or rationale being if these things are this, then these things are that, etc. Notice that there's a, uh, a singularity versus plurality, plurality there, etc. So again, rationale, all about what other pink people think, all about what they want, all about giving other people a good experience, and all about how they feel. Wait, that sounds just like INTJs, which is 
why it gets really confusing between these two types. The thing is, is that INTJs are even more wanty than ENTJs because ENTJs are responsible with what they want. So they're technically a little bit less impulsive than INTJs. INTJs are super impulsive. And in fact, because this is direct responding movement, this is informative initiating movement, and this is informative initiating movement, that basically means we have move, move, move. I'm not trying to sound like a cow, trust me. Three types moving, this is known as triple movement, which means they make decisions super quick. They are prone to jump to conclusions because of that. But over here, we have control, control, control. ENTJs, they take their jolly sweet time. They are triple control. They have to control everything. This is why people accuse ENTJs of being so overly controlling all the time. So INTJs are not controlling, whereas ENTJs are controlling. Why is that? Well, because it's the difference between how they want to get their progress. ENTJs believe that progress cannot take place in the midst of chaos, whereas INTJs believe progress can take place in the midst of chaos and sometimes need to add chaos in order to get progress, whereas ENTJs are scared of chaos. If chaos is present, then progress cannot occur. That is the difference between control and movement. So that is one major stark difference. Another difference is that they are initiating, they are responding. So that basically means INTJs are introverted. They prefer to respond. They prefer people to come to them and make, and hopefully that they would feel important enough that other others would think highly enough of INTJs to go to them with information, make sure that they are kept informed. ENTJs don't necessarily care about that. ENTJs are going to go to the source of information and extract that information from the source that they need and then they'll move on to the next thing. INTJs expect other people to come to them with information to keep them informed. One of the things that really bothers me about them sometimes because I don't have time all the time to always make sure my INTJ is informed of everything. And then they get mad at me because I didn't think to inform them when I'm sorry there's more important stuff to, for me to do instead of just like devote myself to keeping them in the loop all the time. Yeah, INTJs get really pissed off about being left out of the loop. Whereas ENTJs, if they are left out of the loop, they're going to go to the source of information and extract that information either by fist or by handshake to get what they need before they move on because they're in charge like that. They're willing to take the lead. They're willing to initiate. INTJs are not willing to initiate. Why is that? Well, it's because they have this thing called SE inferior. INTJs are insecure about giving other people a good experience or any experience. They are insecure about how they come off, how they look. Uh, they are insecure with their driving. They don't wanna look bad on the roads. They don't really get that driver's license until later in life. Uh, INJs, specifically because of SE Inferior, are the latest drivers, or they choose to not drive at all, specifically INFJs. But INTJs are willing to get that driver's license sooner or later, but you know they're, they're more likely to get it than INFJs. But still, driving is an issue because they're so insecure of looking bad in front of other people and insecure of looking bad in front of the instructor. And they're just insecure. Stop with the insecurity with driving people. It's because you're afraid it, on the road, that's what causes accidents. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you stop being afraid because you get the practice and you start getting comfortable because other people who are riding with you are comfortable when you are driving, then you are comfortable on the road and then you will not cause accidents or collisions, etc. and then you can feel more secure in what you're doing. So if you're driving, drive with somebody else in the car, specifically an SI user, so you can gauge their level of, gauge their level of comfort with how you're driving so that you know for a fact that you are driving properly, INJs. Well, 
ENTJs don't have that problem because they'll just drive as soon as possible. Why is that? Because they're really driven. I knew ENTJs that were like 14 years old that already had their entire life planned out. Entrepreneurship, when they're, what their goals were, were trying to get retired, you know, all those sorts of things. And because of that, they are learning how to drive super quick. Why? Extrovert sensing child, uh, all about living in the moment, giving other others a really big experience. ENTJs, they take charge. They love to be hosts. They love to be hosts of, of uh, you know, even home events or, uh, or meetings, and they love to give people a good experience. They're very, very showy. Yeah, INTJs are very showy, but they kind of want to show just one person at a time, whereas the ENTJ wants to show as many people as they can. And that's the difference, because remember, this one's introverted, this one's an extroverted. Three's a crowd for extroversion, one-on-one, -on -one, or by themselves in solitude is introversion. That's why the INTJ prefers to have that one-on-one -on -one relationship, whereas the ENTJ loves to have that one-to-many relationship, which is the extroverted relationship. So SE Child comes out here, and they're very child about it, and child abuse to an ENTJ is basically telling them that they are ugly, and they smell, and they smell bad, and, and they don't look good, and they're dressing crappily, and they're just completely out of touch, and just telling them that, uh, whether it's true or not, uh, that they are giving people a bad experience. Whereas an INTJ would take that super personally and then they that would become like hatred. They would harbor hatred towards you. ENTJs would be hurt. INTJs will hate you for saying things like that because it's insecurity versus an inner child. Child abuse versus hitting their insecurity. Think about it. Um, introverted tuition parent. This is what causes the ENTJs to be impulsive, but they're also responsible for what they want and they could actually plan things a little bit broader and actually further ahead in, in, in a responsible manner, but the INTJ can even see even farther with their own future and know exactly what they want, and they can be very pessimistic with their planning, so then at times they don't allow themselves to overplan, but then they can actually overshoot uh, with their ambitions, whereas the ENTJ can have their ambitions a little bit, you know, hunkered down, but then again, that's also because they're over planning at the same time, because, so if they're over planning, they're not able to reach what they want, However, they're planning more respons responsibly, but they end up reaching even further and they fly closer to the sun. So it's kind of like pick your poison, you know what I mean? So uh, ENTJs are insecure with how they feel. INTJs are not insecure with how they feel. INTJs always know how they feel. And uh, that moral compass is super important to the INTJ. Child abuse to an INTJ is telling them that they are a bad person, which they're usually not. This is why INTJs get really upset when they start breaking social uh, rules and social norms. Like they go into the restroom and start talking to the guy who's taking a crap in the restroom, right? That breaks a lot of social rules, but INTJs are not even aware of that. They don't care. And then the, that person gets mad at them and then their SE inferior engages realizing they just gave that person a bad experience. And then the INTJ feels bad about themselves because their SE inferior is pissed off because SE inferior gave someone a bad experience. And then they're hating themselves because they're not aware of the social norms in that situation. Not good. Well, they're just not aware of the social norms because of Effie Trickster, ethics. Ethics don't mean much to the INTJ, but morals mean everything. Morals are everything. And INTJ, especially when it comes to them considering other ideas with TE parent, they, their child has to feel good about the ideas that they believe. Because remember, rationale TE is all about belief. It is not about what is true or false. If anyone thinks that, they are wrong. Rationale is about beliefs. It is not about true, false. It's not about true or false. That is logic. That is logos. That is TI. 
So they are all about beliefs and they, feed, they have emotional reactions to their beliefs and their belief system. And if they have to, and so they have to verify their beliefs, their TI critic, because uh, they can't feel good about themselves unless they know for a fact that their beliefs are aligned to the truth, aligned to the TI truth. So that's why they go to their TI critic and they absolutely criticize themselves on how smart they are. They criticize themselves on how intelligent they are. The ENTJ doesn't do that. The ENTJ is just worried that they're stupid, but they're not so focused on verification. Although they will go to other people and find out what other people think, but they're more focused on themselves and not really necessarily worried so much about the beliefs because they're managing the belief systems of other people with the TE and they're just more worried that they're intelligent, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to verify all the time. Whereas INTJs are super obsessed with verification because they're so pessimistic towards their own thinking, they're pessimistic towards their own uh, intelligence, whereas the ENTJ is still optimistic that they're pretty smart, so they're not going to verify as much. So pick your poison. You know, you have a little bit more uh, awareness of logic, but then again, you don't verify as often. Whereas you have less awareness of logic with the INTJ, but you are committed to verifying all the time with the TI. So just remember how that works. ENTJs with their introverted feeling, they worry that, or they are afraid that they're a bad person. Do not tell ENTJs that they're a bad person. This is why they have their virtue and vice, their virtue being altruism. They're very altruistic, very generous. Allow ENTJs to do that and compliment them on that so they stay that way, so they don't go into their vice, which is avarice or greed. They can be very greedy and that can be a problem. So make sure that you remind them that, that you think, say the word, I think you are a good person because of X, Y, and Z listed out, engages their rationale when you provide lists to them and then lists of items and tasks, and then their FI morals kick in and they feel good about themselves, whereas the INTJ doesn't necessarily need that. They just need to know that you've given them a good experience, so you just tell them, hey, this has been a real, this is really great, thank you for showing me this. You know, make it about the experience, don't make it so much about how good of a person they are because they already know how good they are. Whereas on this side, uh, yes, compliment them on giving a good experience, but they already know they're giving you a good experience because they're as a child. Compliment them on being such a good person. It's different and it helps take away their insecurity and they become a better, more mature person as a result of your input. So, worried about that, very critical about what other people want. ENTJs are very critical about what other people want. ENTJs are aware of uh, other people being treacherous, uh, other, aware of other people potentially stabbing them in the back. The problem is it is a self-fulfilling prophecy for the ENTJ. ENTJs are notorious for being really poor at delegation. Even though ENTJs end up becoming CEOs oftentimes or leaders in projects or leaders in companies or teams, etc., or big time entrepreneurs, uh, they still have the inability to hire a proper HR because they just don't really get people. And they don't want to get people because FE demon, they don't really care about the social aspects or having those relationships with people that much. Yeah, they'll give those people an experience, but it has nothing to do with making them feel good. So they end up lacking that human touch with their employees. And because of that lack of relationship, they're not really getting to know that person, which means it's a shallow relationship. And that shallow relationship leads to that person being terrible. And their performance goes down, the ENTJ ultimately fires them. And the ENTJ ends up going through a huge Rolodex of people that they keep hiring and firing. It's just the giant revolving door, hire, fire, hire, fire, hire, fire, hire, fire, until they find that one super loyal person that is super capable at the same time and that ENTJ will hold on to that person for the rest of their lives so much and they never wanna lose that person because of how much effort of hiring and firing it took for the ENTJ to finally find that person. But that lack, that, that 
complete disregard for people skills and this and this issue is what causes this problem because ENTJs, I'm sorry, you're just really bad at delegation. There are people that are better at delegation than you are, you know, like ENTPs and ESTPs. Every child is a little bit better with the TE critic. Uh, every child teams with a TE critic and TI parent and are able to actually delegate a lot better than the ENTJ is. Hell, even ENFPs are better at delegation than ENTJs and that's saying something. Like that's, what? How is that possible? It's TE child with FI parent teamed up with their FE critic. That's what allows ENFPs to be better at delegation than ENTJs because they just have so low uh, F functions. It's hard for them to engage with people in that way. That's why it's important for ENTJs to delegate the delegating to somebody else. That's why ENTJs just really need an operations manager, quite frankly. It's, it's important from that point of view, which NTPs make excellent operations managers for ENTJs. That's why they're so highly compatible with INTPs and ENTPs. Huh, I wonder why. Anyway, so expert intuition, they are aware of other people's intents. They're very critical towards other people's intentions because they are responsible with what their own intentions are. And because they are so responsible with their own intentions, they know everyone else in the world is irresponsible. So they are very critical towards what other people want, right? INTJs, it's completely different. So INTJs all are all about what they want. And because they're so FI childlike and the rationales, beliefs, they're able to believe people and they end up believing people and being overly trusting, which leads to their virtue and vice is basically being trusting trust versus paranoia. And their paranoia comes from their expert intuition nemesis. INTJs have a bad habit of jumping to conclusions that you are going to betray them and then they'll end their relationship with you and burn you to the ground even though you're completely innocent because their extrovert intuition nemesis is just not really aware and they're so optimistic with what their beliefs, they're so optimistic and nemesis with their beliefs, their FITE beliefs, their TE parent, that you are going to screw them do their SE inferior believing that you're not loyal to them anymore, that they're just gonna cut you out of their life even though you're completely innocent. It's like, what the hell? Self-fulfilling prophecy. You gotta watch out. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy. What you, you literally create exactly what you're trying to avoid, INTJs, stop doing this. Be more trusting. But then again, don't allow yourself to trust you far because you are at risk of being gullible and you already know that. So make sure to solve that problem, INTJs. You verify your beliefs. You have to verify and re-verify and re-verify. You know, check your list, check it twice like Santa Claus. You need to check it six times, maybe seven times, right? You're supposed to forgive people 70 times seven. I would at least hope that you would verify your beliefs before before succumbing or submitting to your beliefs first, especially when it comes to considering whether or not someone's going to betray you or already has betrayed you. It'd be nice if you figure that out. ENTJs, although they are more very concerned about betrayal, they are not as bad about it as INTJs and they are more responsible with handling betrayal because NE is in the critic slot, so this is actually more pessimistic. They're, they're pe yeah, they're very pessimistic towards the intentions of other people, but they're going to allow time to pass their SE child and then also their TI nemesis and then their TE hero to verify over time whether or not this person actually is being untrustworthy. And they allow a lot more time for somebody to fail. And in fact, ENTJs end up becoming even more forgiving about it than INTJs do. INTJs just take it way too seriously. They almost take it too far, right? So it's kind of interesting. Bad at delegation, better at delegation, but not as trusting and yet more trusting, more willing to forgive, not willing to forgive. 
as much. Wow, that's like crazy. Well, that's how they're different, guys. This is how INTJs and ENTJs are. They're, they're very different. Yeah, they're both NTJs, but the introverted form versus the extroverted form changes everything. It changes the priority system. We already talked about Effie Trickster and how they're just not aware of how other people feel. And uh, SI Demon, uh, the duty of the past, uh, once they b have confirmed and committed to their beliefs that you have betrayed them, perhaps you did, perhaps you didn't, I don't know, but they will elect themselves judge, jury, and executioner and execute you and cut you out of their life. You are dead to them because they literally executed you in their, your head and you do not mean anything anymore and there's nothing you could do to ever get out of that box ever again. See, that's a problem. Of course, you know, when that happens to me in ENTP, I just use my SE demon to beat up their SI demon and remind their SI demon that they're wrong. You know, not every type has that capability. And even in some cases, they're like, oh, you're still dead to me, but guess what? SE demon is going to chase SI demon to the ends of the earth to prove to them how wrong they are. So, over here, however, introverted sensing, you know, uh, ENTJs want to be dutiful. They, they try to because they're more optimistic about introverted sensing but they're also so insanely forgetful. That's why the ENTJ lives in memory tools. They live with mind maps. They live with uh, post-it notes. They have notepads everywhere. They're always pulling on their phone and taking notes. They, they live by schedule. They store their memories in the physical environment. Physical objects they pick up with their extroverted sensing child. INTJs do this too. When they pick up a physical object, all the memories associated with that physical object manifest in their mind. And when they leave that physical object, those memories go away. It's because new information comes in, pushes the old information out. They don't have a really big hard drive to remember everything because they're so focused on the moment. They're so focused on random access memory. They're so focused on short-term memory that their long-term memory is really, really inhibited, right? So what do you do? Well, you write everything down. You, you put objects in your room that remind you of things, totems. Uh, examples of totems are pictures, uh, paintings, uh, songs, uh, where memories who, that are attached to physical objects in, in reality. That is how extroverted sensing works. Introverted sensing is memories that are carried within and people remember those memories, right? And that's how it is with the ENTJ. With INTJs, yeah, they are pretty forgetful as well, but they really just don't give a damn about their past. They don't care about it. That's why if you're in a relationship with an INTJ, don't ask them about their past. Do not initiate with their past. Allow them to share their past on their own. And as you start asking questions about their past, that'll just make their expert intuition nemesis even worry more about your intentions and that'll cause them to go away. So if you're trying to get with an INTJ woman, never ask her about her past experience. Only talk about your experience and allow her to initiate talking about her experience with you because that means she's just comfortable with you, right? Otherwise, you're not gonna get anywhere if you start talking about her past. She's just gonna get ragey and throw you in the dumpster. And she probably would, and I would recommend that she would because you're obviously too dumb to even understand her to begin with, so you probably shouldn't be in a relationship with her. So, get out. INTJ, or ENTJs, not really as much of a problem. They're trying to remember, but they just can't, right? Whereas the INTJ just doesn't care and they already have accepted that they're living with life and the life of post-it notes and totems, so they've already moved on from that. Whereas the ENTJ is trying to, trying to, trying to, even to the point where they sometimes believe that they can actually remember it for later but then they don't, and then it just comes crashing down around them. Not ideal. And then obviously we're gonna talk about FED when they just don't really care about how other people feel and that delegation issue. And uh, yeah, I think we've covered everything there. So now let's talk about their subconscious. ISFP subconscious, 
ENTJs, as they get older, they want to become this insanely artistic individual. Uh, a friend of mine uh, who was an ENTJ, he was actually my former boss, he started a camera company. He ended up uh, having a lot of patrons uh, who were like A-list recording artists, for example, who he made, uh, who he produced uh, music videos for on a regular basis. It was absolute fantastic work, if I've ever seen it. And it's just as he got older, he got way less from information technology and entrepreneurship and then just really focused on the art of what he's doing. He even took up uh, wind sailing for a while and it was re and started developing his skills at wind sailing because he just wanted to enjoy life. He enjoyed the art of what he was doing and he was doing things with anything he was doing in his life to really develop that ISFP behind the scenes. I'm just going to create this amazing experience, my masterpiece, my magnum opus and bring it to other people. This is what the ENTJ is, and for them to transition into it, they have to get out of their fear that they're a bad person. They have to accept and have proof and believe with their TE beliefs that they are a good person, and through that belief, that self-belief, they can access their ISFP anytime. You become the ISFP uh, for a limited time and really engage in that behind, behind the scenes artistry. INFPs is different. They have to uh, have confidence in their beliefs and they have to seriously want and will themselves to give others a good experience and know that they are good at giving other people a good experience and they become this amazing ESFP entertainer where they become insanely entertaining. Some of the best comedians that ever lived are INTJs because that ESFP subconscious trying to craft that ultimate experience that's delivered to many whereas the ENTJ is trying to craft that ultimate experience that's delivered to one. See the difference? Introversion versus extroversion. And then obviously there's superego, the, the ESFJ, uh, similar to the ISFJ superego, which we already talked about, judge, jury, and executioner. But, uh, you know, the ENTJ, you know, if, um, if you really, if they feel betrayed by you, or if, uh, or if you, if you have, if they know for a fact they've been a good person, even though you're destroying their reputation, and they end up feeling like a bad person because of your lies, etc., They'll activate their ESFJ and their ESFJ is like, oh, I'm going to give you a hug. You're my friend. Even though deep down they're like, I know you screwed me. And then the mother hugging you, they're just going to stab you. You know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how it is. Or they're going to bake you that, that last meal and you don't know it's your last meal and it's laced with parasite, flesh-eating parasites. And it is an amazing meal. It's the best meal you ever had except you're going to die afterwards to like flesh-eating parasites, etc. Like, that's a very ESFP or ESFJ uh, superego way of doing it, right? So just just be aware, you know, these superegos exist, and the ways to avoid them is to give the uh, make sure that the FI inferior always feels good, and make sure the SC inferior is always aware that it's giving others good experience. If they're giving someone a bad experience, lightly approach the subject with them, show them how they can improve, and they will immediately improve. The best part about INTJs is they will be constantly asking you for feedback on how they're doing, so that they can keep verifying with their TI critic as to whether or not they're doing a good job with their SE inferior. It happens all the time. Let them do this. It may be annoying every now and then, but let them do this and humor them because it just means that they're committed to giving you a better experience. So who wouldn't want that? You know what I mean? Give them that space. They need it. And if you're not meeting that need, stop your relationship with them and move on. Seriously, come on. Don't do that to these people. So with that, this concludes our uh, episode about ENTJs compared to INTJs. If you found this uh, lecture useful, educational, insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. If you have any questions about either of these types, please leave them in the comment section and I'll do my best to uh, answer your question. And uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. And uh, we got many more of these. Uh, I have an entire season devoted to these, actually four seasons technically, just to make sure that we're getting all of those uh, 
subscriber requested uh, lectures on the type comparisons. And then I know you guys are also asking about like relationship comparisons. We're going to get to those, but only after the compatibility series, plus, uh, like seasons, series, plural, are finished. Series of series, I guess, are finished. And then we'll be doing dives into those relationship specific uh, uh, lectures. So we're getting there, but we just got a lot of content to do. I mean, shoot, we're, I think I got like over 500 lectures to go in the schedule right now. So. We're going to be at this for a few years, but why not? Uh, please continue to support the channel so that I continue to have the wind in my sails and the fire in my engine to do so. I really appreciate the support of this community, especially on uh, Twitter and uh, on YouTube, etc. And uh, a little bit on Instagram. And I'm also going to be launching on uh, LinkedIn uh, very soon uh, with some uh, LinkedIn-specific content. So anyway, with all that being said, i got many more of these to do, so I'll see you guys tonight.